The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Lucas underneath, pretty feet to Black, who slams it in. Oh, there's the assist of the game. Lucas to Black, and the Illini jump in front again with an emphatic slam by Black. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for Fighting Illini basketball. Almost a five count, lob, intercepted by Nichols. He takes it away, fast break the other way, layup is good! Crowd on his feet and a timeout Northwestern. Abrams to Finky for three. Michael Finky knocks down a three. Everybody joining the party. Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Well, this is the game you've had circled on the calendar all year long. It's Bragging Rights Day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Scott Beatty here alongside Lauren Tate in downtown Champaign. The Illini and Missouri in a game that has a lot of extra storylines as if this rivalry needs anything more to it. You have two new head coaches, one of which on the Mizzou side was rumored at early on to be in the mix for the Illinois job this year. And the transfer of a big-time prospect in Jeremiah Tillman. I shouldn't say transfer, the decommit of Jeremiah Tillman from Illinois to Missouri. He's on the other side now. And uh, Mark Smith, Mr. Basketball from the St. Louis area, also playing in front of his hometown crowd down in St. Louis at the Scott Trade Center. Lauren Tate, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. And from a standpoint of excitement, there's no better game all season because there's no other game where you have this, the, the fans divided and so enthusiastic. And this game has is going to be a full house down there. It hasn't been that way for the last few seasons. And the fans have notoriously kind of been on each other and been on the players. And it'll be turned up another notch tonight. Yeah, you better be ready. I think Jeremiah will be Jeremiah Tillman will be hearing a few uh, things thrown his way, and uh, these young freshmen for Illinois have got to be ready for it too. Here's the most interesting thing to me about this: these fans are just fanatical. They've been in, involved in this game for years, decades in some cases, thirty odd years, and yet the players from Missouri. This is how interested they are in this series. Cassius Robertson is a transfer from Canisius. The other two, a double-digit scorer, Jordan Bar- Barnett, is a transfer from Texas. Je- Jeremiah Tillman is a freshman who originally committed to Illinois. Committed. Signed. <laughs> Jordan Geese is a transfer from Roger, Roger College. Um, Terrence Phillips is from Los Angeles. I just wonder, do they really get a feel for what I feel? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. The history is is not there for anything. And you know what? These guys will all be gone next year. Not not all, but many of them. Yeah, and of course, a key for Missouri, Michael Porter Jr. not playing in this game, not playing this year, out with the injury. And may never play at Missouri. That's right. he may go to the NBA without having played a minute that's, or that's more right. than two minutes of Probably college will. of college basketball. So <laughs> a lot on the line here, and we will get a little bit more into it. I've got some uh, highlights from past. Uh, 
past Bragg and Wright games to bring to you, and we'll have our keys to the game. But we do need to shift for a moment away from basketball and to football because uh, reports, and we have not been able to confirm this independently yet, but the report there is a report out there initially reported from Football Scoop that Illinois offensive coordinator Garrick McGee has been let go along with Paul Williams, the defensive backs uh, coach for Illinois. Um, Illinois goes 2-10 this year, struggled on offense mightily, had to go through a lot of different quarterbacks, and Garrick McGee reportedly out after two seasons. Yeah, we've been hearing this. Actually, it's about a month old, really. And we, back during the season, it was uh, reported that he wouldn't be back, and we've been sitting on this, waiting for uh, actually waiting for the recruiting day to come to see if, there, if it was true because Lovey indicated he would make no changes until the recruiting was over. Well, the recruiting ended yesterday, and today the reports are out. I don't think it's from Lovey. I don't think the report is getting out uh, via Lovey, but I think it's probably getting out by other coaches who, uh, not here, but coaches elsewhere who have spread the word, you know, that um, that, that this is going to happen. Well, if you have been let go, if you're a Garrick McGee or a Paul Williams, you're out looking for a job, so yeah. people start to find out what's going on. Yeah, and this that raises the question of who will be the next uh, offensive coordinator uh, for the U of I and whether, uh, might, since we're in the rumor business right now, whether Ron Turner would even be considered for that job since he once worked for Lovey. He was a, he's a guy that told uh, Josh uh, Whitman to hire Lovey, I mean to interview Lovey, that Lovey would be interested, and so he was very much involved in that part of it. He's a tremendous offensive mind. He's nearing uh, retirement, but uh, is now available. And he was Josh Whitman's coach when Josh Whitman came here. So, and Luke Buckus, for that matter. So yeah. there is a lot of uh, – it's all in the family if a guy like Ron Turner came here. Yeah, and uh, you wouldn't have <laughs> – wouldn't be one of those situations where if you hire an, uh, a somebody else, and, and they probably will, it probably won't be Turner, but if they hire someone else and he's really successful, he would be the hottest guy in the country for the next job somewhere. You know, I mean, yeah, you can't retain somebody at Illinois in that job if you're successful. Because if you're successful at Illinois offensively, you're going to get all kinds of offers. That's right. So unless somebody like Ron Turner. I mean, as a head coach. Yeah. Unless Ron Turner just wanted to come here or somebody like him and say, you know what, I'm fine making this my last stop. What would be the last stop for Ron Turner? But yeah. he really loves it here. And the people, a lot of people here really love him. And I think he'd be a good fit. But. The, uh, the question would come back, well, didn't he coach Kramer? I mean, wasn't that drop back offense? Well, didn't he coach Kittner? And yet, but he also coached Rodney Pete. He also coached some guys that could run. I mean, he isn't completely unaware that there's more to the offense than just passing the ball. Yeah, he's uh, it, the game's changed a little bit since the last time he was at Illinois, but he's no dummy. It's not like he's been asleep for the last 20 years. Oh, no, he was coaching this year until he got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting intrigue as well. We'll let you know if we find anything out more as it comes along here on Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois' retirement specialists. All right, to peek back at some memorable moments from this this arch rivalry, this border war, this Bragg and Rights series. Our keys to the game as well. We're headed towards a seven o'clock tip off on Bragg and Rights, Illinois and Mizzou.
The last four bragging rights games have gone the way of Illinois. So the Illini looking to make it five in a row, but Missouri, a much improved squad from last year. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Lauren Tate here with you on Fighting Illini Game Day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Lauren, this is one of the best rivalries in the series that Illinois has played in. Do you have some favorite moments when you think about this series? I do, but I, I think the 89 game was the 88 game or the 89 season uh, was the greatest because of the great comeback by Illinois from about, I don't know, 18 points down or something, and all of a sudden battle goes on a streak, and, and Illinois caught up well in the, in, in the second half and won that game, and both teams were ranked in the top ten, I, maybe even much higher than top ten. I, I, I think it was five and ten at the time, if was I recall, it? right? Well, that's good memory that you have there. <laughs> Either that or you looked it up. <laughs> I, I think I looked it up before, and uh, but, yeah, yeah, five for Illinois, There were a number of, of seasons there in a row where both teams were really good. And, uh, of course, uh, since then, Illinois has dominated the thing, but, but Missouri hasn't been as good consistently. Well, let's take a little trip down memory lane for some memorable moments from the past and more recently that have gone Illinois' way. And the Illini have it with just 10 seconds on the clock. That is the key. Get it into Anderson right away into Bardo. Back it comes to Gill. Kendall underneath to Smith. Layup is good by Larry Smith. 87-84, one second. The game is over. Illinois has won. Illini win. Illini win. Illini win. There is bedlam on this court. Illinois maintains this mastery over Missouri. 87-84 in a sensational game. And Bardo can give Illinois 100 and 101. The players raising their fist to the Illini crowd. It's over in St. Louis, and Illinois has once again beaten Missouri. This would give Illinois the lead with 4.6 left. Second one for Tracy. In the air, it is good. 65-64, Missouri out of timeouts. Illini full court pressing. Inbound, Criswell to Clarkson off his shoulder. Criswell has to run it down with one. Mid-court shot. It's all. Yes. Won. The Illini have won. 65-64. And the trophy comes back to Champaign. How do you like that? Rice handling it. Six for the game. Rice with a pick from Agwu. Going, Going for, the win. for the win. For three. And he got it. it. He got oh it. Oh, my goodness. Levante Rice has won the game with a three. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, Unbelievable. Levante Rice Woo. at the horn with the win. No chance. 62-59 from the top of the key. 2.17 left, Illinois up five with the ball. Here's Lewis, dribbles into the paint, nearly stolen. Kicks right corner, Finky, three ball, is good! <laughs> How do you like that? Finky from the corner for three. I don't know if John Gross wanted no, he to did shoot not, it, he did but he buried it anyway. 60-52, Illinois. Gross was going, no, 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 yes, get back. 68-63, Illinois, seven seconds left. Here's a long three by Phillips, missed it. Rebound, Kendrick Nunn, ball game is over! Thank goodness, 
and the Illini win it. 68-63 over Missouri. And go get that trophy for the third straight year, the Fighting Illini win it. Furrier puts it on the deck. Pinky knocks it away and steals it in the corner. Turnover, Missouri, a steal by Michael Pinky. Gets it to Malcolm Hill. Top of the key, Malcolm. Zigzagging down the lane. Jumper for Pinkie. It's good. Pinky the inbound to Morgan. Morgan back to Pinky under the basket. Two, one, it's over. Four in a row for the Fighting Illini in the Bragging Rights game. Fun trip down memory lane there with the 88 and 89 victories and then the last four here as well. Bragging rights game. Malcolm Hill won all four, didn't he? <laughs> he did. I the remember, guy that never got in the tournament. I remember him sitting on the bench down there when Illinois lost. But he came to Illinois anyway and won all four years. We're back in a moment. Our keys to the game coming up. Also, the coach's corner, Brian Barnhart. Talks when I to, said he was sitting on the bench, I meant as a, as a, as a as student a, As a Belleville. recruit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. I was following you. <laughs> okay. Orlando and Tigua in the coach's corner with Brian Barnhart as well coming up on the Fighting Illini Game Day Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Making our way towards tip-off of the Bragging Rights edition of 2017. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Scott Trade Center is the scene tonight in St. Louis and told it's a sold sellout, so it should be an electric atmosphere. Time now for our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by the Pella Windows Store. Well, Lauren Tate, I suppose the keys to the game might involve an inbounds play or something. <laughs> well, I'm going to say poise is the key. That goes to ball handling. That goes to turnovers. Redu- keep the turn- turnovers down. Get a good shot each time. And hold your poise when you've got 22,000 people screaming at you. I can imagine that some of the freshmen and some of the uh, younger, I mean, some of the players that are new to this, like Allstork, might be a little bit shaken by the uh, event. Of course, I think it's, that works both sides. But if Illinois can hold down the mistakes, I think they've got a good – I don't think that Missouri is unbeatable by, by any means. No, and they've shown themselves vulnerable. And you looked at this week, they played against Stephen F. Austin, which defensively has – obviously is the remnants of – Brad Underwood system there, at least on the defensive end, and they were rattled by Stephen F. Austin's defense, and they only won by one point. So advantage to Mizzou. Now they've seen that type of team and that type of defense, but you also see that they're vulnerable to it. Yeah, I I think that uh, it was interesting to know what Underwood's thoughts were as he watched that game when he realized that he had better players than Stephen F. Austin that he's got at Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> those are some good players. They, yeah, and, and I don't know how many of those are leftovers because last year they were mediocre. They were 18 and 15. They lost 15 games last year, the first year he was gone. Now here they are back, and, and they've only lost two. And, and this is the, they should do real well in their conference, so I, I imagine they'll have a really good record when this season goes. They've already won 10 games. Well, my key to the game is beat Mizzou <laughs> because it's so – Big. That's the key to the game. It's a big, so big for the fan base. Nothing it's, else matters, right? If you be, don't win, it'd be so big for for the fan base and for this season. 
uh, and there's just so much extra riding on it. So just go beat them. That's just that's what you need. Just go beat them. How's that for analysis? I like it. Keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store for all your window and door needs. Visit the Pella Window Store and Country Fair Drive or go to PellaChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. Lauren Tate, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and win tonight. That's the key. That'd be a great presence. We have the Coach's Corner coming up. Fighting a lot at game day in the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's the Bragging Rights edition, Illinois and Mizzou, coming up a 7 o'clock tip-off here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Time for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. Brian Barnhart is with assistant coach Orlando Antigua. Orlando Antigua joins us. He is in the Coach's Corner. He has the scout for this game, and uh, we welcome you to the Bragging Rights game. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the... You know, the hoopla and everything that, that comes around associated with this game. I know it's a big-time rivalry and it's one that's, that goes back many years. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how our guys respond today. Yep, keeping that uh, streak going because Illinois coming in has won four in a row. It's been kind of a streaky series. Uh, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I say. I've heard it's been, uh, you know, I think this is we've won the last four. And then they prior to that, they had won the last four. And, and so, uh, you know. We got to definitely try to continue yeah. to extend that extend that lead in uh, that series. I know where you've been coaching. You've probably been involved in I don't know exactly like this, but some good rivalries over the years. Uh, yeah, I have been have been involved in a few uh, as a player. You know, the Pitt West Virginia uh, uh, backyard brawl um, rivalry, and also being in, in Kentucky with uh, uh, Kentucky Louisville rivalry, and at Memphis Memphis Tennessee visiting rivalry. here so in St. Louis. I've been blessed and fortunate to be a part of some pretty high, highly highly uh, contested intense rivalries uh, throughout my years. Well, we've played a bunch of games already this year. I had to squeeze them all in in a short time. So I'm sure this last week probably helped you guys as a team to kind of go back in the machine shop a little bit and work on some things, kind of tighten things yeah, up. Yeah, and it, it was, um, you know, great timing for, for us to have that, that time. You know, uh, the other big part of that week was that ending of finals and then where the guys can now just concentrate on trying to do some extra work and get some extra shooting in and um, and extra practice time for us to fine-tune a little bit of where we need to be at, what we need to try to get better at. Yeah. What a couple of things maybe you guys looked at. I know end-of-game situations, we want to work yeah. on that, get better. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a couple other things I know we can always work on. Uh, right? Well, yeah, yeah, you're always try, trying to get up uh, a, lot of more, a lot more reps and as guys get comfortable with um, their roles on the team and where their shots are going to be coming from, doing a little bit of that. But also going back to identifying in some of the offense um, what we're particularly looking for and uh, continuing to, to, to get better defensively in terms of not trying to foul mm -hmm. as much. Well, this Missouri team, they're off to a good start, 10-2. and two. They've already won more games than they did last year. And I know yeah. Coach Martin coming in uh, has a good assembled, a good young team around that's uh, pretty talented. Um, yeah, they, they, they've got a good blend of, of some um, young talent with some veteran guys mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, some experience with the fifth-year guy in, in, in Robertson who comes in and who's been playing extremely well and, and the senior in, 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 um, in Barnett. Uh, so they, they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of uh, experienced talent, and they infuse it with some youthful yeah. uh, guys with a lot of ability. Yeah, that's for sure. And the thing I noticed is just the size. They've got yeah. several big guys. They've got, they've got a lot of size in, in, in per year, and obviously Tillman, um, you know, and they, they come off Porter off the bench. 
uh, and Nico is another big kid that they bring off the bench with, with a lot of size. Um, their guards are quick, and they play three, four different point guards. Um, they can shoot the ball extremely well, and, and we're going to have to do a, a really good job of trying to contain and make those guys make and beat us with tough twos. All right, we'll come back with assistant coach Orlando Antigua in a moment here on the Illini Coach's Corner. Visiting here in St. Louis, getting ready for the Bragging Rights game at the Scott Trade Center with Orlando Antigua. Now tell me about Robertson a little bit, because what he came in from Canisius, yeah. Yeah. he's really filling it up very well. Yeah, a kid that um, he's, he's, he's really quick, um, but his, his main weapon is his, his ability to make shots and make uh, with range. He gets it off really quickly. Um, and effortless and um, you know he's someone that we're gonna have to find early uh, both in transition and when they're in there and trying to run their half-court offense because um, he make he can he can heat you up and make a lot of big yeah. big baskets I know just watching you guys practice uh, here recently against what Missouri likes to do obviously yeah. you don't want let them get the ball into the big guys, right? Keep it uh, out of there. No, you know, and, and a big reason for not allowing a lot of we don't want a lot of uh, post touches is because of their ability to pass the ball out to guys. They force you to collapse because they're talented around the basket and they do a really good job of finding their open shooters uh, in a Robertson and, and those guys that when they're, you know, they've got five guys on their team on their roster that half of the shots are from three. So we're, we're going to have to be able to do a good job of running them off the line and a lot of the plays stem from the bigs getting post touches and spraying it out. Mm -hmm. Well, they've got the, the two Porter kids, obviously. The one is hurt, won't right. play, but how do they compare? Are they similar type players? Uh, very different, very yeah. different. Um, you know, uh, Michael is, is uh, really fluid and athletic and, and you know, skilled, and, and Jonte is, is a kid that's just as skilled, um, not as mobile, not as athletic as the, 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 the older brother, um, but a talent in itself. I know Coach Underwood's talked about Tillman. There's reason both programs wanted him very badly, but his good hands—he catches the ball well. Right? Great hand, great hands, great feet. Um, you know, he he runs really well, and and you watch him on tape, and and he's as a freshman, uh, he's really advanced, and, and he's had a lot of success. Yeah. Do young big men take a little longer though to figure out? where their body's going and how to play at this level? Uh, they do. They do. I mean, you obviously, uh, every level that you go up, you have that learning curve that you have to try to um, try to combat. And for big guys, it takes a little bit longer. The bigger guys that pick it up quicker um, and sooner are the ones that have a lot of success early on. And, uh, yeah, but bigs usually take a little bit longer to, to try to get acclimated and adjusted to the, the speed of the game, the athleticism of the game, the size, mm -hmm. the quickness, and all those mm -hmm. things. All right, give me a couple of keys for uh, Illinois tonight. Uh, we've got to score more than they do, Brian. Okay, that's no. a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a big <laughs> one. No, but uh, yeah. our tra transition defense is going to be huge. Um, we, we, we've got to run them off the three-point line, and we've got to control the glass. Okay, those two, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It sounds easy, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it sounds easy <laughs> enough in a big-time rivalry game. Yeah. Uh, with the city, with, with the energy and the buzz that's happening. And so, you know, we want to come out uh, and we talk to our guys about an opportunity um, to take a next step mm -hmm. against a good team in the process of our growth, which is where we're at now. Hey, great to see you. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right. That's Orlando Antigua with us on the Coach's Corner here from St. Louis. We're back to St. Louis in a moment. It's WDWS and WHMS Champaign-Urbana. Time for more bragging rights coverage. 